the Chinese are landing on the dark side of the moon. The red dye's coming out of the flood tunnels from Oak Island. We got all kinds of stuff going on. I haven't talked to you guys, just had like a normal conversation because it's always been like agenda-based and interviews and all this other stuff. And it's like, man, I kind of fell out of the zone of just doing the podcast like free flow and I'm like racking my brain and looking at stuff. There's a ton going on. Um, just happening. It's just been nuts uh, from one end to the other. Working on the website. I did a new front page, as I talked about. Did new templates for everybody. Guys, uh, there was an update for the forum, and it changed a bit of the template. So I went up and did all kinds of um, new templates, a new light color, fixed the dark color, changed some fonts. I may have to change the fonts one more time. I'm not a fan of the font they got right now. I may kind of change it back to like just an Arial-type font. But uh, yeah, man, we've been, it's been like knee deep into the forum and the websites and everything going on. We did launch the Ashbury Precision Rifle, the Sniper's Hide Edition Rifle from Ashbury. It launched uh, last night, today, whatever you want to call it. Guys are ordering it. So if you go in the Sniper's Hide forum, bolt action rifle section, right at the top, there's the Ashbury Sniper's Hide Edition Rifle. Uh, base price $19.95 for the turnkey solution. Just go right in. Boom, you're ready to go. Doesn't need anything. Just slap a scope on it and you're done. I'll go through the specs and we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, I, You know, a, a bunch happening with that. Uh, what else, man? I guess guys are going to Germany, Ewe's this week or Ewa, however they say it. Uh, it's um, is I'm not going. I'm not going to Germany. But too much coming on between coming back from uh, Texas and... All the little things happening. I got class starting up this uh, next month. Classes, 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 classes. The the stuff is up on Mile High. So for all the Colorado classes for Mile High, they're posted. There's two classes that I haven't posted yet. And um, I hadn't got any deal with the Michigan. I, it's kind of a bit of me. I've just been back and forth. And I'm getting blown up. Uh, in a good way, you know, the, the site's busier, I got a lot of people reaching out, so I'm working on, you know, bringing in a little bit of money by, um, you know, doing the commercial sales, we've gone through, I, I'm just all over the place, man, it's it's nuts, we, we've we gone through with the, with the forum, and we're really cracking down on commercial dealers that are just using the site and not being a commercial sponsor like they're supposed to be. So we've been yanking all those guys out of there. Uh, a lot of them are signing up, uh, and then again, a lot of them aren't. So we've been kind of doing that work and cracking down on that side of things, which is annoying, which is a pain in the neck. In between all the color changes and the and the template changes, you got the, the pain is you go there's so much in these templates. And you'll be like, oh, these colors look so cool. And then you go in, and it's like blocking the numbers and blocking text. Or, you know, you, you you scroll over something, and the next thing you know, okay, that's not dark enough. That's too dark. So you're constantly, you know, it's it's eye, eye exam stuff. Is it A or is it B? Do you like, you know, uh, lens one or lens two? So it, it's just one of those things. But also, you know, uh. Putting everything, um, I'm going to go right into the Ashbury stuff. So we spec'd out the, the Ashbury rifle. We'll start with an A. We're going to start with A for Ashbury. Um, so the Ashbury rifle. Yeah, 1995 turnkey system. The, the the pictures we put up are the bazooka green because that's the one. Like They were like, hey, you want to do yours? I said, yeah, do that cool bazooka green. That's not the OD green color that we're looking at. But um, 308, 
six five Creed or two two three are your base models. Okay, that's the nineteen ninety five as you see it. There are accuracy upgrades, and there's two of them. One upgrade is the first upgrade is with a rematch barrel, okay, um, that they'll screw on with a barrel nut. It's that Remington replacement remodge, okay? So you have that option, and that's like a six or something $100 upgrade for a different barrel. Rest of it's the same. You know, they, they do some other stuff. You got to look at the details. I'm giving you the bullet points here. I'm not going into the micro details. So what's written is how you take it, not how I interpret it for you. So go and look at that, but that's one. And then the other upgrade is a full-blown shouldered custom barrel upgrade that that APO will do. There's also there's a there's a menu of things you can go in, and what you'll see in the menu at the top of the configurer page. All right, you can go on Ashbury's site, you can go on Sniper's Hide. You're configuring the rifle how you want it. Now you could just go base rifle, skip to the end, and you're done. Or you can go base rifle and add in all kinds of stuff from a data book to a tub trigger to... Oh my god, they're killing me. This is ridiculous. I, I, I Unbelievable, man. Like, my phone doesn't ring, and as soon as I start podcasting, they friggin' call. It's like, leave me the fuck alone. And and I want to tell you, it was probably... It, 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 it was probably just like the friggin' Volkswagen dealer. Um, not even anything good. It, it, it looked like a local number. So it's a, a freaking spam call. Every day's damn spam calls. But I, I'm ignoring it. Anyway, so where was I? So the Ashbury. So go buy what's on the website. But you can go with the base rifle. The base rifle comes in 308, 65 Creed, or 223. Then you can play around. You could change calibers. You could change barrels. You know, you can go different stocks, you know, in lieu of different triggers. If you don't want the trigger tech, you want a tub two stage, you know, all those things where it's it, what we're looking to do with that is one stop shop. Okay. Go in, order it all up, be done with it. Not like we've done in the past where it's like, Hey, buy a Tika T3X and then throw all these parts away and buy new ones. Um, you know, or hey, go buy a Ruger RPR and get rid of their stock, put a Magpul, get rid of this, add that. You know, it's we're trying to eliminate that aspect on it. Now, this is a training crossover rifle. You know, if you're gonna compete, hey, maybe it's worth spending the extra, you know, five, six hundred bucks and upgrading to the rematch barrel, right? Really good. It's not the stock factory Remington. Version one is a factory Remington. Remington barreled action. It's looked at, it's air gauged, it's tested, it's shot, it's all that stuff. But version two then goes and becomes a um, you know, with the with the new the new uh barrel. Version three is the barrel and the action blueprinted and it's all kind of tricked out. But do you need to go in that direction? No, not really. Now maybe some guys want to add a tactical bolt knob because it's just got the stock Remington. Maybe, you know, but look at the menu, look at the site and, and configure it. And yeah, totally freaking Volkswagen, man. I, I'm telling you, what a bunch of idiots, uh, in, uh, you know, won't leave me alone. But a, a, anyway, it, it's it's all that kind of stuff to upgrade it. But, you know, I know guys are out there buying, guys are doing that. Uh, the color, there, there's, 
you, you got the regular black oxide Remington action. You could Cerakote it if you want. You know, you don't have to, but you can. And then you got to pick the color choices on the chassis. The chassis are Cerakote, and you got color choices, so you have that. No additional charge. You can change those to have additional charges. If you, if you don't want a folding stock, if you're one of the guys that thinks, okay, well, maybe there's going to be movement. I don't like it. I think it locks up tight. It's got the plastic elements in there, the the Delron or whatever pieces um, that, that'll keep it really secure. But if you want a fixed, it's like, you know, you can buy the hinge replacement and to make it a fixed stock if you don't want a folder, if, they, if you're that kind of guy. So there's, there's definitely options there with the Ashbury. I jump on it. Um, they're looking, depending on the options that you do, it's anywhere from like a four to eight week or eight to 12 week. If you're changing calibers, changing barrels and doing all that stuff, it's like eight to 12 weeks is the listed timeline. If it's just hey, I want it and then you're in line with a base rifle, depending on where you fall on that line, they're looking at like four to eight weeks for ship, you know, delivery. But you know, again, it's going to, they're probably over promising, you know, or, you know, Extending the timeline out so if you get it sooner, happy camper. If you don't, whatever. But anyway, the Ashbury stuff's up. The Ashbury stuff's active. Lots of information on the site. The green is OD, not the bazooka green. That's the one that I had done. I, they were like, hey, what color do you want? Hey, that bazooka green looks cool. Maybe, you know, should start changing the OD to bazooka. What's the difference? But you know what I mean. So anyway, that's there. That's ready to go. A couple other things happening. Scopes, man. I got a couple scopes in, and one of them's kind of neat. It's always asked for. I don't really, I've never gone down this path, but just this week, um, I got in one of the Citron TAC scopes, like S-TAC, they're calling it for Citron Tactical, and it's a 4 to 20 Citron. It looks right out of the box, first blush. It's not too bad. I mean, it's it's a lower end. It's not crazy, but it's Citron. The reticle's not bad. I, uh, it's it's a mill reticle. It's not a Christmas tree or anything crazy. I almost wish they did a floating dot because the reticle's kind of like perfect for that. If they went with that little floating dot in the middle, it would have been money. But it's not a bad reticle. It's like a Gen 2 mill reticle, the version they got me. They went in an in a, in a interesting direction with the zero stop. Okay, because this has a zero stop front focal plane, 4 to 20. Mill reticle, mill based, you know, the whole thing. They're, they're, they're trying to get into that crossover. Well known in bench rest and F class and in target shooting. So now Citron's trying to get into the tactical market. And, the, you know, what they did for a zero stop is they almost like SWFA or um, with uh, uh, the other Vortex with shims. But they didn't do a shim. What they did is there's like a threaded lock wheel under the turret. And all you have to do is spin it up once you're zero. So you can bottom it out. It's out of the way. You can barely tell. It's a small little ring. And it locks up pretty good. Well, then you can kind of zero it to the bottom of your turret once you have it reset at your 100 yard zero. So now when you dial it back, it'll just hit that that turn and, and you're done and it's got a little set screw and a bunch of things but it's it's kind of a simplistic way of solving the problem and you know staying within their original design uh one of the things i did notice is i should pull their catalog right here um i have the, the catalog there's like a one that's not necessarily a tactical crossover 
but it, it's a pretty darn nice looking scope. This uh, SVSSED front focal plane, four and a half to 24 by 56 front focal plane. That has a holdover grid type reticle, and it does appear that it's a floating dot. To me, this scope is the one, and it has zero stops. It has all the features. If you're a competition or somebody who wants to jump into it, this scope really looks like it has a ton of promise. 34 millimeter main tube, you know, um, it, it, it really looks like it hits all the mark. Push and pull unlock turrets. It's got that locking zero stop. It's got all the little features. But, man, it looks like a hell of a nice scope, this SVSSED series from Cytron. I kind of wish they sent that over instead of the 4 to 20. The 4 to 20 is a little bit of a budget one, and that's under the STAC line. Uh, let me get over to that STAC line. Let me see what they're calling that holdover reticle. It, um, I don't know what the heck. I got to see if I can find it, what they call it. But anyway... That's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Here we go. STAC line. So this is the this is the 4 to 20 by 50. And there's kind of two versions. You want the front focal plane version, 30 millimeter main tube. This one just has that, you know, Gen 2 type mill dot. It's numbered and stuff. But like I said, for the guys out there, if you're interested in the Citron line, um, man, it's kind of cool. It, 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 it's this this SVSS looks like it's a hell of a scope, but um, I'm gonna play with this STAC series and, and see how it goes. Also, I have in with me right here is the Gunworks Revic, the mill version. So I, I now have both the mill and MOA version. I could do the wrap up for all that. I'm gonna give you the information on the mill, I'm gonna give you the information on um, the, the MOA, I'll, I'll finalize it. I like them. I think the Revics are an elegant solution with a good, solid platform. You know, it, it has that sort of housing very much like the Vortex Gen 2 Razor. And, you know, it's different. It's lighter, but it looks the same. They used it as a base model. It's just got the Revic stuff in it. So having the mill version is what everybody was after. Everybody wanted the mill. Nobody wanted the MOA, you know, but the hunter side, yeah, it's not a super light scope or anything, but it, it's it's an elegantly done, a well-made electronic, your ballistics, dial it up. I mean, the nicest feature is if you think about this, once you set it all up, you just dial the range. All you got to do is say, hey, I know that target's, oh, you laser it, whatever the case may be. If it's in a book, all you got to do is put target, you know, target one at 425, target two at 550, target three at 675. Well, all you're doing is dialing the turret till it reads that. You don't even need like MOA or mills or anything, you know, either one. So if you're a guy who just shoots by himself, goes out, likes to plink, likes to target, that Revic is a hell of a scope to think about for ease, simplicity, plus software integration. We, we You know, we talked about SHOT Show. We talked about system integration. Everything is system integrated, right? It's all out there. It's it's all ready to roll, and, and people are just inserting, whether it's the AB Lite or their own version Revic, Gunworks has their own software. I think they do a fantastic job with it, and it worked really, really well. Uh, you know, playing with it, the the app lets you update firmware and and do all the. You can run the scope from the app. You know what I mean? Or 
pull all the batteries out and just use it like a normal scope. And nothing's really in your way. That HUD is up in the upper quarter. If that, it's like upper eighth. It's tiny, but it's there. It's visible. It's easy to see. I love the fact that they made it so you can shift it and move it to better see it. You know, put it up, put it down, depending on where your eye is and all that. So, fan of Gunworks, fan of the Revic stuff. I'm actually uh, working around with them. I'm going to look at their vector stock. Um, I, I like... I like everything coming out of Gunworks right now, uh, you know, which goes to say with Phil and Kalen and the work they're doing, it's showing. Okay, not that Aaron needed really, but for the crossover element. Gunworks is this high-end hunter class, right? Well, now they're kind of bringing and crossing over into competition, tactical, shooter, you know what I mean? You can go as heavy or as light. Like I was, the, the, you know, Rex and Phil were at Rifles Only, and they had the two different versions of that Vector stock. They had a heavy, heavy version, which was deceptively heavy, and then they had the normal version, which is like any other stock. You know what I mean? And and so I'm really, really a big fan of that stuff, uh, you know, for, for your buying guides out there. And, and that's, a lot of it comes down to this. Everybody... You know, I, I, I'm i going to give you an experience. Like, I'm looking at, uh, I got my old monitor, my Macs, and everything going on here, my computers. So, I'm using an old Apple monitor, and I kind of had a weird little glitchy thing going on. So, I'm playing with it, and I noticed that it's it's like fraying at the end point part of into the computer. So, the weight, the whole thing is like fraying the plastic a little bit. And so the monitor is an old one. It's like I said, it's not even a 4K or anything crazy. It's just the old Apple monitor. I think it even it's like might even be a 14, you know, because it plugs into my laptop. Um, the version in, in the laptop that it plugs into is like a 14 because they have all the different, you know, USB-C, MagSafe, you know, all the different kind of attachment points. And this one is that MacBook Pro proprietary. So the tail coming off plugs into the computer, but then will power a MacBook. Okay, so it's that old of an Apple monitor. So I'm looking at upgrading and going. So what do I want to do? I want to see one of these 4K, 5K monitors and I want to compare them because there's a big price difference. Like, you know, Apple says, okay, we're going to do the LG Ultra Fine 5K. And but me, I wanted a wider one, not as tall. I didn't want a square, you know, the rectangle. I wanted more cinema type because I do the video. I wanted a little more width in real estate, not necessarily height, okay? So I'm looking at the LG that Apple recommends. They get good ratings, the whole thing. Well, Best Buy, okay? Where's, where else am I going to see it? I guess I could drive downtown and go to the Apple store, but they're really only going to have their stuff and maybe that LG. But Best Buy says we sell all of them. We got this going on, that going on. And this goes into this whole buying guide thing, which I can relate with you guys. So I drive to Best Buy yesterday. All they got are the cheapest-ass monitors. It's like, what the frig, dude? It's like, okay, 149 200 250 350 Like, the most expensive one that you could buy was 450 And that was the LG, but the normal, smaller 4K. It wasn't even like the 5K one. And I'm like... Well, I want to see if it's worth future-proofing and going to the next dollar level and doing the whole thing. And it's like, I want to future-proof a little bit. I want to see it. Is it worth getting? Because one's like 1400 bucks, The other one's like 800 bucks. 
you know, and then you go to the ones in the store, the most expensive ones is 450. So we're talking almost a thousand dollar difference between the one in the store and the one I actually wanted to look at. They don't have it. And it's like, dude, what's the friggin' point of only having the cheapest ass monitor where it's like product A or product B, they're $50 difference. Who cares? You know what I mean? All right, well, when I have a $1,000 difference, I can't see it. Nobody has it to look at it. So it drove me nuts. It's like, okay, well, what do you got to buy it sight unseen, the most expensive shit in the big box store, and you got to go sight unseen. <sighs> Stupid, you know? And even like I think Costco sells a ton of that stuff too, and I was sort of looking at that, but I don't even think they carry the expensive ones. They carry the cheap ones. And like I want the resolution. I don't want a 1080 monitor. I got a 1080 monitor. This is 25. I don't, you know, eh, stupid. So that's what I'm trying to do with you guys. I'm trying to help you weave through all these buying choices because odds are you have no way of seeing it, right? You got no place to go. You don't have a mile high up the road. Where are you going to go in, in a lot of you guys? Because the big box stores, your Cabela's, your Bass Pros, don't carry this stuff. You can't look at it. It's sight unseen, and that's just nuts. So you're dependent on like somebody like me who gets this stuff early or often to basically say, all right, product A or product B. Ooh, that's a good choice. Whether you're splitting hairs or is it a lot of money? You know, if it's splitting hairs, I'll tell you, well, you know, they're, they're equally the same. Which radical do you like better? But if it's not, if it's a major dollar difference, well, then you got to start looking at pro and con. You know, if a guy says, hey, I want to buy an SHV, or do I buy a 7 to 35, you know, Night Force? That's a huge, huge dollar difference. That's a big time weight, height, you know, the, the length, the width, the thing. Everything's almost different between those two scopes. So you can say to somebody, hey, man, you're in apples and oranges. But at the same time, if the features for an SHV and the reticle works for you, you're, you're not going to really be disappointed. But if you're going to go out and you need horsepower and you're going to do these competitions or you're going to do this, well, yeah, then you need horsepower, man, and you want to go into that horsepower category, you know? And, and, and that's where a lot of this comes in, that it's like, man, when, when you know, it seems like you're always talking about product and I don't want to seem like I'm pushing product or I hate it, but I get the, the majority of the questions I get are product A or product B. It's like, God damn, man. And, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, with the fundamental stuff and the unfiltered, Frank, there is a ton of questions about fundamentals, about classes. Like I said, the Mile High classes are up on Mile High Outdoor Okay, go look up the, the training division, Mile High Outdoors. The class stuff's up. The schedule, you can order. You can go right online. We have a wind class at the end of the month in March because we know it's going to be windy out here. It might be a little chilly, but we know it's going to be windy. And then we go April until October. Uh, we're going to have some other stuff mixed up, you know, mixed in and mixed here. Uh, you know, I'll be in different areas, but not all of them are open to the public. Like my Tennessee class I ain't open to the public. You know, it's already booked. It's got private class. It's a private range, a private this, private that. So I'll be there, but not available. You know what I mean? For people to come and sign up. So that's kind of where it, it, it goes. So make sure you go on those websites. Come in. If you got questions, hit me up on Sniper's Hide. I'm getting a lot of people going into like weird spots. If you're linked to me on Facebook and you want to use Messenger, that's fine. I'll usually answer Messenger. Not 
always immediately, especially if it's if it's a new friend request that I got to go into like messenger messenger to see it. So you might have a delay on me answering that, but the easiest way to get a hold of me is on Sniper's Hide in the forum. All right? And just so you guys know, we um, we we out of default reject proxy accounts. A lot of questions, especially you guys overseas. A lot of proxy stuff. A lot of, you know, Russia, Ukraine, Iraq, Pakistan, places like that. We're, we're kind of blocking. Until we know who and what's going on, we, we're like, no, we're not, we're not authorizing that account. We're rejecting it. And we'll give you the reasons. Hey, your IP address flagged for location. Hey, you're using a proxy server, which is what hackers and scammers use. Hey, you're using both. You're a proxy in Ukraine. Sorry, we're not going to let you come on. You know, and it's just a safety feature. I got a bunch of people swearing at me and getting mad because they read it and it says their account was rejected because of proxy use. And I know there's doctors, lawyers, LE, things like that, .gov guys out there using proxies. All right? And they're getting pissed because it's like, sorry, dude, rejecting the account. Just We're just doing that out of default. We're, we're, we're not, you know, we only have so many tools at our disposal and some of the automatic tools are IP and proxy checks. We're using it. If it works, we go. If it don't work, you know what I mean? If it says no, we're, we're saying no unless you reach out. And then we'll, we'll look at the case-by-case -case basis. So speaking of case-by-case, -case, I kind of want to go over some drama that this is in. I'm going to put this in the middle here because, like I said, I don't want to get into it. But, dudes, there was some stuff with, like, George, no legs there. I know he listens and those guys listen. And... This is not the first time, but I'm going to say this to you guys out there shooting and stuff, and I'm not going to call people out, although he deserves to be called out. I'm going to really say that I'm biting my tongue on so many levels. Stop bitching about George top fiving matches when they're accommodating his wheelchair. No legs, one hand, and less than five fingers. And yes, he is not going to shoot the stage the same way you shoot it. That doesn't mean the guy's still not a friggin' hammer and he's not putting high scores on the board. I get it. He's not running from there to here to there and hitting the ground. He's getting moved to where he can move and they're accommodating him. If you want to trade places with a guy with no legs who lives in a wheelchair, be my guest. Go home. Cut your fucking legs off and stop being a little Nancy and whining about the guys coming in the top five. Because that's just ridiculous, okay? Not everybody can shoot these stages the same way because they're not designed to be one size fits all. Like, and this is the funny part I didn't mention last week. So I got issues with some people. We all know that. And they have issues with me. Go on it. So... I go up to the stage with the barrels, and like I said, I stood up on this on the stool. I said, where is it on my chin? All right, it's up to my chin. It's a little high. Dude, I'm going to shoot the barrel on the ground. That was for the uh, wheelchairs and for Nate, uh, short action precision and all that stuff. My bipod fell off, stage tanked anyway. Didn't matter. I didn't score hard. I scored like two points till my bipod fell off, and then you ain't shooting the barrel trying to balance on that one inch. You know, I, know, I have no bag. Because you can't use a bag, you know what I mean? And bring a bag up. And, and, you know, I got a one and a half inch rail that I'm trying to rest on and, and shoot. Didn't work. On a moving barrel. Not happening. Somebody goes in. Not going to say who, but he's probably listening because he's a little stalker. It's like, 
dude, they went in and cried to Jacob. And Jacob, Frank shot off the short barrels. <laughs> I'm like, when I heard this, I was like, are you fucking shitting me? You, somebody went and told on me. These are the same people that are bitching about George Ortiz, man. No legs. A guy with no legs, no fingers on one hand, got blown up by an IED. He's a vet. Blown up and people are bitching. I get it. They complain about me. You know what I mean? It's like I said to the RO, I said, listen, dude, it's it's a tippy-toe shot. Yeah, we can go get a cinder block and I could stand on the cinder block, but why bother? Let me just shoot off the short one and call it good. Who cares? I'm just I'm I'm here as a warm body. I'm not here for any other reason. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, who cares, Frank? Go ahead. So I get told on, and Jacob says, this was classic. There's a few people who could do whatever they want at rifles only, and Frank is one of them. That was the answer to the guy ratting me out. And, 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 and you know, it's, it's like, this is not the first, nor will it be the last. But the thing is, stop bitching about George. If it comes around one more time, I mean, the excuse was comical. Like I said, I'm not going to call the person out because he's well-known. Well, let's just say if I mentioned his name, every one of you would know it and you'd probably look better, but I ain't going to go there because it, it was handled more or less offline a little bit. But goddamn, guys, stop. Mind your own friggin' business. It's a rifle match. I don't even know who came in second. It doesn't even matter, all right? It's not how I define my life. It should not be how you define yours. Stop complaining stop being that guy because you were that guy and you really deserve to be called out loud but I'm not gonna do it New Year's resolution I'm sticking to it but I'm gonna tell you 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 put your foot in your mouth and the excuse you gave was lame and bullshit enough said all right guys so yeah that that was my my little bit of of uh Rifle drama stuff that uh, that I didn't mention in, in the after act. I forgot to. I was going to. I said I was going to talk politics, and then I didn't. I skipped right past it. But I mean, come on, dude. There's guys in wheelchairs. There's guys who – there's everything. We have, you know what I mean? When you start – when you have people like the series can design a stage that will work for, uh, you know, Nathan – at, you know, four four six or whatever Nathan's at. He's probably even a little smaller than that, four foot even – and, you know, me at five foot and the guy at six foot, when you can design a stage that's equally distributed for every one of us, well, then things won't get tweaked. But until it becomes a case of it's gaming, oh, he, he has a wheelchair. He can't do that stage like you. So he gamed it. And it's within the rules because he's a wheelchair. You know what I mean? If it says put your foot here and you can't step off the platform and the guy ain't got a foot, he ain't breaking the rules if he's sitting in his chair, right? <laughs> right? If you guys, guys, look at the book, man. This is where Jacob kind of said, he, he brought this up. You know my intent when you read it and see it. You know it, but you're still looking to game it. You already know what the intent is, but at the same time, you're looking for the loophole. Well, guess what? The guy with no legs and no hand has a loophole. When they say you got to shoot it from the support shoulder or you do this another way or whatever the case may be, if they say 
you know, you can use your knees or you can't use your knees. When a guy don't have his knees, he can't use his knees. He's going to game it. Ugh, crazy, man. That, that they'll, they'll go that way. You know what I mean? It's just nuts that they'll, they'll, they'll push you in that direction when it doesn't have to be. Mind your own business. Shoot your own match. Don't worry about the other guy. You know, if it's a safety thing, yes. Hey, man, watch your muzzle. Hey, man, open your bolt. Man, these guys won't stop. Oh, hang on, I gotta... All right, so I can't win. Everybody's friggin' calling and bugging me, and I got to go through a conference call in a few minutes, so I'm going to cut this one a little bit short. But anyway, that's where I, you get you get the point, and, and, and so that's what's going on with, with that kind of stuff, so we'll just move out of there. But anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's hard to keep a groove, man, when the damn phone keeps ringing, and I got to go. Oh, there it is again. <laughs> so I'm done. All right, another one. Yeah, see, the phone's, I, it's like, okay, I, I hang up, get done, and I get another call immediately after. Everybody's just blitzing me in, and it's not going to work out. But no, I'm going to, um, we're going to talk about some other stuff. Uh, make sure you guys go in on the pod, being going to Sniper's Hide app. Now that we're out of, uh, a oh, couple questions that have been going on. iTunes. I guess if you look at and you go to a new iTunes subscription, it only goes to number 43. They changed the iTunes kind of window, the dashboard. And so for the guys that are trying to do the iTunes stuff for the podcast, uh, you have to download it or do something to get below 43 because it's going to stop at 43. Uh, you know, at first I was super, super adverse to kind of repeating myself over and over again because I feel like I'm constantly repeating myself over and over again. But... Since not everybody's accessing all the old less or not lessons, but the old podcasts and the way something like the uh, the iTunes app works, it, it it's it's got you got to go into your feed and and I would Google it because it's a little bit convoluted. It's not straightforward to get the forty two to forty one podcasts if you're a new listener to it. So, you know, I'm going to end up probably going into repeat mode. If you got new questions, if you got new stuff, come into the forum, go on the Podbean app and ask your questions, and then we can sort that out for everybody. But I have been getting questions about the iTunes and the fact it stops at 43. And I did go look it up because I looked at it on my iTunes account, and yes, it's right there at 43 as well. But it's a, it's a, it's a, Dumb way of doing business, and and unfortunately, I recommend Googling how to download the rest of the podcast that you don't have in your feed because it's not straightforward, and it's not so simple as oh, go here and click this. It's like you, it's like a three-step, four-step process to get those. So anybody listening, anybody's using iTunes, the Podbean app tends to work a lot better, I think. But at the same time, you know, you got the, the purple button right on, um, right on your iTunes and everybody uses all that kind of stuff with your iPhones and everything. So it's not, you know, it's like, why have another app when I really already have the app? So that's definitely, again, this house cleaning version. It's, this is, I'm going to call this house sweeping. House cleaning, you know, I'm vacuuming the house. And, and the funny thing is I just, like, this phone calls that come in, I'm waiting for an email, and this emails won't come in, and 
And so up oh, now it's finally coming. So there it is. That email finally showed up that I had to jump in on. But um, anyway, I'm going to cut this short. Like I said, I got to go get in a meeting and look at some stuff. And, and, and my phone's just going to end up ringing nonstop and I won't get this done. But I want this out for today. I want it to go long. I got some more stuff to say. And, and again, apologies for just this big old house cleaning episode. It, it's, it's something to listen to when you're in your car. And we'll definitely be talking more on, on, you know, lessons learned, training styles and things like that. And we'll be going to fundamentals. I know Mike's got some really good stuff written or done for mentoring. He's going to be talking about mentoring a shooter, mentoring a new shooter, young shooter, as well as somebody older that we're looking at. So we're going to have a whole mentorship episode coming up. And, and I know he's been working hard on that. Um, just got to get him and I in the same place at the same time that we can we can do these podcasts and, and everything so that that would uh you know go a long way but uh now I'm getting back into the swing of things I will knock out another one pretty quick and and apologies for for the confusion I'm gonna have to end up doing these damn things at nine o'clock at night so my phone won't ring in the middle of the day or do it you know eight o'clock in the morning because they they call me in the afternoon most of the time because they don't want to answer the phone all right guys Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being part of the Everyday Sniper. I got to jump off and, and, and go into a conference call. Later.